0: Welcome. It is the Ski Bomb Podcast, and it is your pals Mario and Ryan. Mario, what's up?
1: We're over episode three hundred. Amazing.
0: Yes, we are. We're blazing ahead. We didn't make quite the big pomp and circumstance for three hundred that we thought we might have, but we had a great conversation about Mario's trip to Val Thorens. That was an excellent recap. If you haven't checked it out, you might want to do that because you're going to want to go. Book your trip. Have a great time. One thing that we did do, as you can tell, we have continued on to episode 301. Something that one of our favorite filmmaking groups hot off the presses this week. Not sure if everyone heard it. I'm sure a lot of people already did. Warren Miller film. There will not be a new one in 2023. Or at least there won't be any new footage shot for it. They're going to do... A different type of film due to various reasons that we will get into in the main topic. So stick around and check that out. Thank you so much for listening. We you do appreciate it. Like the yeti, it. that is a beautiful yeti. Getting a little glare there. I know. And there's none of them left that. in the shop. They're all sold out. Yeah, they Maybe one day soon we'll get some more. I know that. Back order? We'll, we'll just back order them. Yeah, I'm thinking a couple different colors, a couple different styles. That's the plan. Just need a little bit of dough. Need some seed money. If you can. Yeah.
1: Or we need pre-orders. We need, let us know what you want. Well, well you we'll can go them.
0: to SkiBumPodcast.com. Go there, check out all of our info. You can go to our Patreon there. Patreon.com right. slash SkiBumPodcast. Become a patron. Help us out. Get us a little seed money so we can do some other additional projects. Follow us on the socials. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook untapped we are at youtube we're at ski bum podcast go to your favorite podcasting apps rate and subscribe we'd really appreciate that want to give a big shout out and a thank you to our sponsor teresia yeah r-r-a-c-e-a teresia.com they have premium cold weather solutions our mission is to create Best-in-class apparel that can be worn in any cold-temperature environment, designed with thoughtful features and fit, and always providing the optimum level of performance for whatever you are doing. They also fully believe in the idea that good products can always be made better and strive to constantly improve, refine, and optimize all facets of their products. Go to Teresia.com, use the code Teresia Bum, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A-B-U-M for 15% off.
1: They got some nice stuff. I wear my um, puffer all the time. Check out our um, Instagram feed. we i in Val Valtorenz. I was wearing my bib and my parka. They're great. Brian's showing off his... This is the Helicon jacket. Nice. That's nice. Really is nice. Is shell or uh, actual full jacket? This is
0: an actual jacket jacket, nice. insulated. I was wearing my sorrel shell today because it was so warm it was almost 50 degrees skiing in january in pennsylvania which i just i don't even know what to say anymore this this it's been it's been an interesting winter so far craziness but teresia i had my teresia technical hoodie on today i love that thing their stuff is top notch lots of thoughtful zippers high quality stuff teresia is going to blow up over the next few years i really believe it oh yeah so Big thank you to them. Check out all their stuff. Also, great people working there. Absolutely top-notch folks. Yeah, thank you so much, Teresia, Ariel. Let's kick this off the way we always do.
1: It's time for pray today. All right. So I've been hearing a lot. You know, I was actually at the gym this morning, and on the news they are running a. Uh, a little story on dry January. So I guess it is a real thing. We talked about it on the podcast, I think about this time last year, because you weren't doing dry January. You're doing like April No Boozy or something like that.
0: Yes, because that was during the pandemic when (laughs) everyone, that's just the kind of person I am. Remember like when the pandemic started and everyone was locked down? Everybody was just getting shitfaced every day because no one yeah. like really worked. No one knew what day it was. No one like the world was going to end from this virus. Everyone's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to order a case of wine, have a yeah. bottle of breakfast, bottle what of did where you
1: do to work? Drink. until so I woke up. That's about it.
0: So the kind of person that I am, I'm seeing everyone going and doing this. I'm like, I am going to go do the opposite. And I'm not going to drink for all of April. Because April as a skier is kind of a rough month because some places you still getting the goods. Where I was, we weren't getting the goods. Everything was shut down. There was no snow. So it was a little bit ugly. But a lot of folks, you know, hit it pretty hard in December holidays, and then they're going to take off January. So, yeah. I know you're you're partaking in in something similar.
1: And I'm partaking, uh, like I said, my wife and I decided for medical reasons, let's uh, do a cleanse, like a purge of, well, she can't drink any alcohol. So I'm like, I'll try it, you know? And then I'm like, I've done it before where... You know, I don't have to have a drink. But now I started, since I have my medical card, my medical marijuana card, I'm like, you know what? Instead of drinking alcohol drinks, I can still drink weed drinks, and that's not drinking alcohol. So I'm like, it's kind of a loophole, like a nice, easy loophole. So I started drinking You know, they had this maple agave syrup that I got from one dispensary. And that's good, but it's kind of hard. Like, you got to have it at home. And then there's this other brand, Squeeze. So they do Select Squeeze. Actually, Select is the brand and Squeeze is the... It's this little squeeze dropper. So you could put THC loviness into your drink. This one that I just got this week is a... I've been putting this in everything. The cocktails I'm making now are just like... Virgin cocktails, I put a little bit of this in there and then I just chill out. You know, I have a few milligrams of THC per drink. Keep drinking kind of like kind of like booze. Do you put it in your coffee in the morning? I have. We did today. Okay. Nice. Put in coffee, put in tea at night, put it in drink during the day, whatever drink you want. So if you do it with coffee,
0: so you're yeah. still getting the buzz from the caffeine, and then do you get like a a mellowness from that to count does it counter the caffeine or does it Kind of all fits in there. Going in waves. waves. Moment to moment, you don't know what's gonna happen. Well, this isn't this one
1: won't put you out. So I was I've been looking around. There's one that kind of puts me out. So that's like really, I'll save that. It's the uh the maple syrup one. That one is made for going to sleep. You go night night after that. These other ones that I've gotten are they keep you kind of active and and you know, you mentally going. You, You got a good good feeling about you. I actually took this to dinner last night. Because we went out to dinner, and I just put just ordered a club soda and lime, and put a little bit of this in there. Look at that magic drinks right there.
0: B Y O W. That's
1: right. Bring your own weed. So I'm like, this this isn't bad, you know. And usually when I go out to this restaurant, we have dinner. We didn't have that that much to eat. I wasn't really that hungry yesterday. Bill yesterday was like 40 bucks. Usually it's like 100 bucks because we're just drinking. Mm. (laughs) So it's kind of like. Wow, we can go out again at that rate the next day. You know,
0: you're gonna have a, a couple of ski trips, yeah, paid for just by not, not drinking,
1: saving money on ski trips, use it for that. that. So I was like, "There's something to this." I'm like, "That's not bad," <laughs> you know. That's not so. bad. That's great, actually. Yeah, and then there's no hangovers in the morning, and it's been pretty good. I gotta say, yeah. so, riding that strong. So that's my operate today.
0: Very nice. <laughs> so I. I went skiing today and with took yeah. the kids. It was one of those days It's Saturday in the you know New York PA I went actually in Pennsylvania. Mm. And it's, you know it's just it's never going to be not crowded at, right. uh, anywhere in the area. But we had a we got there pretty early. We did, you know we got there at around 10 which for us is still pretty good cuz it's one of those mornings kids kids were up at 5 just mm. you know too early crying brought them in bed they were just fighting each other and it's uh, like it's like having two stray cats in your bed with you sometimes it's just fighting. like fighting And got to get up by like i said the alarm for 7 i was up a little bit before then we got out there had our ski we had a great day the kids had fun did a nice. bunch of runs with each of them me and my wife we kind of took them back and forth you know switched had a great day and where we went, they have like a beer truck outside. And I have want to try the beer there. I did not. Because you know what? I think I told you last week. I went and I bought local beers. And again, you buy three four-packs and it's 50-something dollars. And you're like, yeah. wow, this is getting out of hand. Yeah. And my wife is like, why would you buy more like a $9 can of beer somewhere when you have these other beers? So I brought one with me, like a proper gentleman, and I drank it in the passenger Boom. seat, leaving the go. mountain. Because that's just how I do it.
1: You gotta rode it. That's why so I was, put everything in, in, in the yeti. And then you just drink it, it works there. It's
0: great. It could be anything in there. I love having a beer after skiing and then getting a coffee after that. That's what I did. I got a coffee. Got nice. home. Did our, our usual thing. Kids ready? Bed. Saturday night. We're doing a Saturday night podcast, which is rare. Rare. This is rare. super rare. But we're doing one tonight. So what I'm having, since I was skiing today, I'm still gotten, you know, a little bit of that buzz going on. I'm keeping it, keeping it old school alpine i got a little glue vine here nice that's that's a mini- strong move right there it, right at the portal over my computer I see, it. see it right there yeah, it's nice and purple and dark so what glue vine is as i've shared in the past I think I you had gotta throw
1: over. some weed in that now
0: <laughs> dude now you're talking i mean it is mulled wine
1: yeah just leave it in there and you could heat it up still it, it's not like it evaporates out and you just leave it right in there weed could be a mulling spice right that's right you just got to add a little bit just to take the edge off. Not Bill Cosby lights out, <laughs> but just a little touch. not going to
0: root for you. You're not going to, you don't want to like, you're going to like the ninth dimension. Just kind of a little, yeah. just to let you know it's there.
1: We're not just, talking about, you know, getting a, a charge laid on you. you know, no police charges. This is just a little take the edge off. You instead. just
0: want it to be like you're sitting in a car and someone turned the heated seats on, but you didn't realize it. And you're yeah. like, oh, He's got that you. little bit of, let's see, you no, know it's there, right?
1: Actually on the shoulder says,
0: Hey, I'm weed. How you doing? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> so yeah, little glue vine. This is our, again, talked about it. I think around Christmas time we had it traditional Alpine, German, Austrian, Swiss mountain drink. Oh, it's basically all red wine, a little bit of yeah. fortification, some mulling spices. Oh, it's so good. It really is. It's it's how they do it in Europe for APRE.
1: So we were in Val uh a few weeks well, two weeks ago now. Episode 300, if you want the recap. Episode 300. Yeah. Anyway, so we were walking around the little um, the little town and they had, it was a, an outdoor market, you know, in the cold. You know, it wasn't that, that cold, but, you know, still wintertime, but they had an outdoor market and they had a ton of cheese and, and all sorts of stuff, cheeses and hams and little stuff to buy. And this one dude had glue wine. And I was like, Valterens, nice. Yeah. And he had it cooking right there on the street, oh. you know, in a big cauldron. And I was like, can I have some of that? And my wife's like, my wife and, and our friend is like, what are you getting? What is that? And I'm like, it's hot wine. I'm like, what? I'm like, just try it. You're so going to learn them, today. I got them all hot wines. They were like, ooh, this is good. <laughs> You're walking around outside. It's perfect. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, <sighs> dude, I, I don't know why there aren't more big, Warm apres ski drinks in the states. You can go to some yeah. fancy places. Like if you're going, I don't know. I think there's like a German place in Jackson Hole, right there on the mountain. Mm. I, I've seen a couple places that might have it, but it's not like the thing. Like dude, when should, you're
1: in Europe, you're it's the so thing. Wait, get out. There's a cauldron of glue wine. Here you go.
0: Oh, dude. Yeah. You may not even like wine, but I'm telling you, it just works perfectly. For after skiing, it warms you up. It's got some great flavor. Usually there's rum in there. I mean, it's just, it's just like a hug inside. Like what skiing makes you feel like on the outside, this makes you feel the same on the inside. Yeah. And even if you get
1: not really official glue vine, but you just get hot wine because that's what they do a lot too. Yeah. Just take it. It's magical.
0: Mm -hmm. I still think like a glue vine mobile could be like a pretty big business opportunity. Imagine Would it be
1: come out hot or did they have to heat it
0: up? After? Well, here's the thing. I'm thinking you get one of those Mercedes G wagons, yeah. the G wagon, the G wagon, right. G stands for glue vine. All right. It's just, uh, like you just got, got like this. barrels of gluevine in the back and you kind of have like taps and you can like, people can come by. It's like, Oh, here's 10 bucks. You can get a little, here's my growler. you get your little your little cup of glue vine
1: no you get your your giant mug that the 7-eleven giant mug of coffee
0: mug and you fill that with the glue on yeah
1: walk around town drinking that
0: i think that would be such a fun thing to sell oh yeah i don't know if anyone's ready for it though somehow people aren't ready for it people don't want i don't know people uh i don't know if it's just there isn't people don't know about it or they actually just don't like it. I think they just don't know about it. I think if we bring them in, a little Jaeger tea too. Oh, I think we gotta
1: we gotta open up a like an après ski themed just coffee shop. Come in, you get your après read coffee. Get out read coffee, read coffee, blue vine
0: Jaeger tea. We gotta keep it under the radar. We just have a van parked somewhere. Is like, is that a is that a rape van? No, it's the <laughs> no. ultimate hot après beverage wagon
1: it'll be like a mobile speakeasy for glue vine and all your après needs
0: like imagine like the ghostbusters car yeah
1: it pulls up but for
0: apres ski hot beverages
1: boom there you go there how is. about if you get that you pull it up to uh, the resort right right into the uh, parking lot boom there you go yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying you pull right Open up there business. but you got to know the you got to know the code yeah you walk up to the you walk up to the front door and you're like hey Sure is toasty back there, isn't it? Or some have some sort of you know Code some word. sort of phrase you got to say. Oh no! How accents. about
1: we just do a snowcat? And we just park it up. They're like, boom! We got our mobile bar. They ask us to move. We'll move it down the road a little bit. You got to <laughs> ski. You got to find us.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's not a bad idea.
1: Drop a pin on the mountain. That's it. You got to find us.
0: Drop a pin. Yeah, drop a pin, and we'll let you in.
1: That's right. You show up looking for uh, fun and a glass of cheer, and you got it. <laughs> That's right. That would be great, though. Right on the mountain, you just stop, get some glue on, not even a whole, you know, you take your skis off, just kind of ski right up, get some glue on, and ski the hell, up, hell away. That'd be great.
0: Alpine style. Alpine style.
1: Alpine style. Little Shangri-La right in the middle of the
0: mountain. <sighs> it's the best. Let's go to Ski News. <laughs> So from going from delicious Apre glue vine to smog in Salt Lake City, oh, well, apparently well. Noah, the good folks at Noah, what does it stand for again? North National Oceanic National Oceanic of Air. Yeah. That's not it. But we know Noah because hurricanes, snow—that's what they do. They have revealed the significant cause oh, of Salt National, Lake City
1: smog oceanic and atmospheric
0: administration i i
1: Noah. it's
0: whenever we talk about noah i always say i'm gonna remember it next time and i never do
1: now that's what that's what google's for
0: that's what it's for did you know that it turns out that one magnesium refinery next to the great salt lake is one of the major culprits of smog in salt lake city This article is from the good folks at Unofficial Networks. NOAA research recently discovered that the refinery may be responsible for a significant fraction of the fine particles that form the dense winter brown clouds that hang over Salt Lake City. According to an interview with the Salt Lake Tribune, the refinery accounts for 10 to 25% of the winter inversion pollution that occurs during the winter. The worst of the smog in Salt Lake City primarily occurs in the winter due to fossil fuels and its mountainous topography. During drought cycles in the winter, cold temperatures and mountains hold in the pollutants around the metro area. Smog typically clears out when winter storms come through. (laughs) Smog hasn't been an issue this year with snowfall being frequent in the Beehive State. Still, it's hard to ignore how much this one refinery has damaged public health so much. Wow. Now, Isn't that
1: wild? Because that area is very sensitive about the environment, and um, this is going right on right there. It's just crazy.
0: Yeah, and you know Utah doesn't really have as many of the environmental restrictions as some of the other states do. So it's, yeah. it's Who knows if they're actually going to do anything about it? Does that pollution in any way actually help the snow? making the snow better i mean that's like a dumb thing to say but again i'm not going to claim to be any sort of weather expert and i proved this when we were at snowbound i asked the one presenter when he was talking about how the temperature has kind of slowly gone up over time i'm like hey man like we have snow making equipment can't we have cold making equipment and he looked at me like i was the dumbest person on the planet because again, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to be one of those people who sit who claims to know everything. Like I'm just going to ask right. the dumb questions because just sometimes because dumb questions now, right? Sometimes dumb questions lead to smart solutions. I'm a big believer exactly. in
1: that. And right? why aren't we looking into it then?
0: Yeah. Right? imagine if they imagine if this that reason, like that pollution from that magnesium refinery was the re- was a big portion of the reason why the snow is so good in Utah. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just... I don't know. But I think it's inter- an interesting question. That refinery does look pretty gnarly, though. You just see, like, all that smoke coming out of there. It's pouring out. Yeah. That's With crazy. the beautiful mountains in the background. Very bizarre. Yeah. It's almost like China during the Olympics when they had... All the um, slope side and the half, like all the the freestyle skiing with that nuclear power plant reactor in the background.
1: Right in the background, I was like, "What was that? Yeah. Did we ever figure that out?" It was like a the processing plant of some sort. Right? I
0: think it was a former nuclear facility that was shut down. Yeah. I think
1: doing slopes on a three mile island. Yeah, right. Big air. Big arrow over the reactor over Chernobyl. All right, next up we have Black Mountain. We talked about Black Mountain a while back, and we were talking about it. It's in North Conway. Is that where it is?
0: I believe it's Jackson, New Hampshire, just north of there.
1: Okay, so just north of Conway. They had been doing Friday $15. There, Yeah, the uphill. The Friday night uphill. Yeah. Sorry. The uphill. I didn't specify, but yeah, that uphill that we were talking about. And I think we were talking about with a few people, uh, some of the people we interviewed, like that uphill was get, it was, was kind of growing. People were like, yeah, you get an uphill pass or, you know, they say you can do uphill and you just go uphill and ski down and kind of do that for your morning.
0: Right. Yeah. They did it there. And I believe it was last winter. They just cut it off because there was some, sort of incident and people were sneaking in beers and that's what all was. kinds was. of drama between yeah. the Ski the Whites who organized the event and Black Mountain. Which is kind of funny because I think we called the episode like like black and white and had like a black and white cookie as the image for yeah. the episode because
1: that's right, because he was you know, those- Ski the Whites, fighting Black Mountain.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But this is really cool to have it back because the event, I believe they started a bunch of years back. Was it 2018 or so? Yeah. And it was small, a few people, and then it just started growing and growing and growing. And with COVID, people just wanted something so bad to do. And backcountry skiing, cross-country skiing, just started getting more and more popular. And this event really benefited from that. And now went away but now it's back so i love also in the announcement
1: they said there will be a designated route each week clearly marked and ending at the lost boat cabin where adirondack cheers and cold beverages await for those not interested in earning their turns the losto pub is uh the base lodge will be open as well so look at that they, they have everybody covered like, there's you plenty
0: wanna, of ways to score a w that's right you just want to <laughs> hang out party
1: that's that's an, avail, an available option too
0: Yep and we have one more story here in the good old ski news and this is like a double story in a way because we were going to talk about how and we did mention last week how Michaela Schifrin maybe you've heard of her she Man. passed Lindsey Vaughn a few weeks ago to be the most decorated female World Cup skier so she did that a few weeks ago last weekend she got another victory to getting her To 80, she got 83, and then the next day she got 84 in the giant slalom. That was in Italy. Just today, we're recording this on a Saturday. Big news. Michaela got number 85. Oh. She's out there in Spindleruv Milne Czech Republic. And again, we're recording this on Saturday. She got 85. She is racing tomorrow. So tomorrow. I mean, this is going to come out Monday. Michaela could already have tied Ingmar Denmark for the all time record of That's most awesome. World Cup victories. I mean, it's incredible the way she just. I mean, what is she like, 27 maybe at this point? I don't know. I think she's like, I think she's 26 or I think she's got to be 27 by now. Well, yeah, the way yeah. she's just been. So dominant, and still, look at that! Nailed it. So she's still just cranking away, getting these victories. She had a big victory in the um, and when she won eighty, the eighty fourth one, I think she was up by like almost a second. And now today, I didn't get the details. I just saw that she won. Oh,
1: so there was in slalom. She won back to back slaloms,
0: right? Back to back slaloms. Yeah. Mm. And the crazy thing about it is. You know, you look at the way Lindsay's career progressed, and most, you know, most skiers, as they get a little bit older, they move to the speed events. You know, like the giant slalom and the, Mm -hmm. I mean, the super G and the downhill. And now she's Michaela's just kind of getting into downhill a little bit now. She's, what if that becomes like her thing next? Yeah, right. What if she gets into that? What if that's becomes her next yeah. focus? Cause slalom, I mean, after too. slalom, you're one injury away from really not being able to be competitive anymore. And as you get older, it's, it's tougher to, to maintain that, that quick twitch muscle fiber. Yeah. But if she starts focusing on downhill going forward, which she definitely could, I mean, she, who knows how many victories she could come up with at the yeah, end? You never know. Uh, I mean, she's only 27. Yeah. And she gets about what? I think she's up to 11 victories this year, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's what they were saying. Yeah, only twice in her career has she won more races in a single season. 12 yeah, in twenty seven yeah. uh, 17, 18, and 17 in eighteen, nineteen. Wow. So, imagine, so, so imagine she gets 17 this year. Yeah. So that's six great. more. She would be at was that 92? 90, 90, 90, yeah. Very possible. And still, she'd be coming back next year at twenty-eight years old. I mean it's it's absolutely incredible how successful she's been.
1: That's insane. How many more races? Like how many how many World Cup events do they I know they pick which ones they want? Like, well, it all goes by points, but
0: mm-hmm. how many World Cup events? Yeah. Per season? Well they start per in season. what in, in early November? or late October, yeah. and then go into March. Let's see, Alpine skiing. I'm looking at 2021, which doesn't really matter. Yeah. Palisades Tahoe World Cup is coming up. Ooh. America's downhill at Aspen, March 3rd. They're not giving me a whole
1: list. Well, it looks like they're all finishing in Andorra this year for the World Cup. Ooh, nice. That's pretty cool.
0: All the last events are in Andorra. That's a place I'm just dying to go to. Yeah. That's a place ever since fifth grade geography. Andorra. I've I've been fascinated with Eldora. Yeah. Andorra, Eldora. Eldora is a mountain in Colorado, which is on my mind today because my sister texted me. She's like, oh my God, there's a foot of snow. Oh, thanks, sis. Like I know, it's like 50 degrees here and we're trying to stay away from the dirt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they're going strong until it looks like the end of March. Middle-ish to end of March. And they
0: start in when? Is it late October?
1: It started, yeah, late October, end of October.
0: So November, December, October. eh. Do I even know the months anymore? November, December, January, February, March. So you're talking five... Let's call it five and a half months. Right. Every week. So it's at 22, maybe? 22, Something. 23 events? Yeah, that's a lot. When
1: you have, well, what's 17 say, out of them
0: too. Is crazy. Well, there's there's multiple events per weekend. Oh, that's right. But they do it every single weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's call it 40. Let's say 20, Both. two per weekend.
1: That's when you get holidays and stuff in there. Yeah, I guess it depends, right? It all goes by points. So if people aren't doing as many events, you can kind of back off if you're in the lead, right?
0: Yeah. But you know, you know the people who are that competitive, they're not going to back up. You know, they they they're gunning oh, for yeah. it. Oh yeah.
1: Right. Unless they're nursing an in injury or something then they strategically pick which, you know. Mhm. But that's very cool.
0: Very cool. So congrats to Michaela Hopefully she can get another one tomorrow and tie Ingemar Stenmark and maybe next week or the week after become the number one all time world cup competitor. Pretty amazing. Very cool. All right. And that about wraps up the ski news for the week. Now onto our main topic. And as we teased a bit earlier, Something that has been floating around the old ski rumor mill for a couple of months now. But it was confirmed this past week that there will be no new Warren Miller movie this year. Which is kind of interesting and surprising and... That's a shock. Sad and curious. It's a a lot of things for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And there was a... A post from Chris Patterson, who's, I think he's the, I believe he's the head, either um, cameraman or cinematographer. He posted on there. He said, January 24th represents many things to me. Sadly, this is the anniversary of Warren Miller's passing in 2018. And coincidentally, also the day that we traditionally set off each winter to film the annual ski snowboard movie that bears his name. However, for the first time in 30 years with Warren Miller Entertainment and for the first time in the company's 74-year history, no one will actually film the movie this year. Recently, Outside Inc., the parent company of Warren Miller, announced they will not film a movie this winter. No film crew, so no guys like Tom Day, Jeff Wright, Colin, and many others will be without a contract, and assignment, and most importantly without the opportunity to carry on the legacy that Warren left us, a legacy we respect and honor due to financial challenges that outside the executives have chosen to assemble the future movies entirely with quote unquote existing footage. No need for a camera crew, plane tickets, lift tickets, or for that matter, no need for athletes or snow. Wow. It's heartbreaking. And I've been in disbelief since hearing the news just before Christmas. I truly love my career behind that camera every day, proudly following in Warren's ski tracks. I've lived a life that is unimaginable, unrepeatable, and at times unbelievable. I'll cherish the adventures, friendships, and every moment that I've spent out in the mountains with a camera in my hands and skis on my feet. Cheers to Warren. It was your voice and passion that inspired me. It was my honor and privilege to serve. Mm. And then it goes on again. Thanks. And it's uh it's crazy and it's interesting too because it's only been in less than three years now when outside pocket media whatever the parent company is called bought warren miller entertainment and you look at it again for 70 71 years warren miller entertainment like before Outside came in, they made their movies. last couple of years has been obviously tough. I mean, even during the pandemic, they went out there, they made new movies. I remember was it it must have been twenty twenty They had that virtual screening, which was kind of cool. like you could watch it um and they had a bunch of the the folks that were in the films, you know like Amy Angerbretson and Marcus Kasten. Mosley, they were kind of showing them in their houses or apartments, wherever they were, watching them simultaneously. Watching, yeah, Yeah. it was kind of cool. It was kind of neat how they did it. Yeah, they found a way, and it's crazy that now they've kind of given up on that. Outdoor Magazine made this whole big deal, big push for their Outerverse Passport NFT. Yeah. This came out, I think they started talking about it in April of 2022.
1: April 22, yeah. I'm it had at it a big now.
0: push in the summer, pretty much right as everything crypto, NFTs plummeted in value and interest, as gas prices, food prices, inflation, everything started going up. You dumped all this at the absolute wrong time, yeah. which is probably now what's causing a ripple effect and affecting probably the thing that in the ski and snowboard world was one of the biggest drivers of community of notoriety of that, that whole kicking off of the ski season. I mean, of so many people. I know we were always a big part of it. Going to the Warren Miller movie was like, Hey man, winter starts now. That was the whole big thing. Mosley saying it now. Warren used to say it. And again, I know there's lots of other companies that are making movies. Tons of people are creating great new films. But something about, it's almost like with baseball cards back in the day. You know, you had all the different kinds of baseball cards. But tops was always, Topps
1: was, tops was cool. there for you. It was OG. there.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Well, that's just it. You know, it's, um, the film's not going to be. So I'm a little confused on what they're going to do because they said they will not be filming any new film footage. Mm-hmm. But does that mean they're going to put something together using old film footage?
0: I think they did mention that they might be creating some sort of, yeah, like... I don't know if it's like a behind-the-scenes or or what. I mean, maybe so, it's probably too soon for them to even talk about it or know what they're going to do. Yeah.
1: So even if they create something, it's kind of... It would be cool, but then it kind of, where does that sit for bringing something fresh and new, right? Is it just using old outtakes and they're going to put them together for something to reuse their content and make money on? Or are they going to do, you know, is it just going to be like a review of stuff? Like, you know, what would that be like?
0: One other article said... It would be a f- it would feature a film made of re-edited archival footage from years past.
1: All right. So basically using your old footage to piece together a new film.
0: Yeah. And apologies to Chris Patterson. He is the longtime director of the annual film.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Yeah. And for the first time in you know decades, the whole crew was unemployed.
1: Yeah. And You know, every year it used to be about creating something new, not creating something out of what you didn't use before. I mean, it's not a bad idea, but it's just a different way of thinking about it.
0: Yeah. And you look at it, too. I mean, what are outdoors priorities these days? Mm. You know, I mean, let's be honest. We've read some of off the air. We have read some of Ski Magazine's articles. Yeah, and we've not been so thrilled about what we read. Would have given and them a scathingly horrible review on a few of them. Some yes. of them were cool though. Just some got... are still great. Total transparency. It, yeah. Like, is the outside? Is it really what even matters as much anymore? Is skiing even what matters as much anymore, mm. or is there some sort of other agenda that's a higher priority? Yeah. To to these folks.
1: Well, yeah, they're getting into speaking on. You know, world issues and while they're important, it's that's, I don't know, is it or is it not related to skiing? You know, it just seems that they they want to constantly try to jump the shark and get out of what they talk about. Instead uh, of
0: focusing what actually matters and what skiers and boarders care about, they're bringing all these other things that maybe aren't as important or as not much of a priority to a lot hmm. of folks. So here's another interesting thing they're talking about here so each film requires six to eight people on a production crew filming up to two dozen athletes at locations around the globe and then five or six editors plus a director and a producer the film costs about one million dollars to produce and that money comes from partnerships with brands resorts and tourism offices as well as from screenings and online distribution the model worked effectively the movie was always (laughs) paid for by partnerships it was unlike a hollywood movie where they put up a hundred million and hope they make it back this Mm. was less speculative the partnerships tended to pay for the production budget outside decided to change that model for greater control which works until you realize wow it's really expensive to make a movie ah yeah in an interview Wednesday, an outside Inc. executive said the change to next winter's film was driven, quote, by the creative approach rather than by budgetary concerns. Ah, Micah Adams is the vice, budget. Micah Adams is the vice president of digital content development for Outside Inc. He said he was involved in making the decision to produce the next film, the seventy fourth annual, from archival material rather than new filming. Because we have decided to celebrate the 75th in this two-year format, we thought it was appropriate for the first of the two films to be focused on what has come before with the second of the two films to be focused on what comes next. That seems like a cute little spin saying, yeah, we don't have any money to pay for this because we blew it all on our stupid NFT project.
1: We're going to give you some old footage and package that into a nice new movie, but... Yeah, we're not creating anything new. Because
0: let's so. be honest, you could have made the seventy fifth a double feature. You think yeah. people would have been like, "I'm going to go home now. I don't want to watch another hour of of ski movies." Uh, of course not. People would be super psyched. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's just uh, I don't know. It's I would rather they say, "Oh, we filmed the movie, and we're going to get you know, we did film footage, and we're we're going to get two movies out of it, and release one next year." Like you know, that's yeah. Um different different way while they while they're trying to control the marketing on that right
0: yeah they're putting a goofy spin on here yeah about what it's going to be and they said since both films are still in pre-production he said they didn't know who would do the filming or if patterson and his longtime crew would be rehired huh. and they said asked directly whether budgetary concerns spurred the shift Abrams said outside is not immune to the macroeconomic environment. And Uh, Warren Miller film property is like everything else in the film industry emerging from the past couple years of tumult. However, this was not a decision that was primarily driven by finances at all.
1: uh, It means it was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they got to do what they got to do to stay in business, right?
0: They do. They have it talks about when they acquired it. It was actually February 2021, I guess, when it finally closed, oh, wow. taking over Pocket Outdoor Media, acquiring Outside Magazine and then all the the other pieces that were part of that. Yeah. May in May of last year, Outside Inc. laid off 15% of its staff. In November, another twelve percent. Layoffs oh, yeah. were largely editorial and content positions. And then in April, they launched the Outerverse, a marketplace for digital images known as NFTs. Wow. The Outerverse lasted until about Thanksgiving before being shuttered.
1: Uh, Shuttered. Completely shuttered.
0: (sighs) We want to be hip and cool and try all this crazy stuff. I get it, man. You know, you want to you want to do some cool new stuff, but to to kind of think this was like a like a silver bullet I don't know. Nah. <laughs> That's a little bit of a bummer. And one thing too you look at it and you look at Warren Miller what he did, you know, we've all, you know, watched the Ski Bum movie, you know the Warren Miller documentary. We've read the books. We've, you know, kind of seen what his career was like. I mean, Maybe it's the times, maybe it's the actual circumstances. You look at what Warren did to make, to be able to make these movies, the hustle, the grit, the grind, sleeping in the, in the back of that, you know, little teardrop, staying out in the Sun Valley parking lot the whole winter, getting that film footage, yeah. he found a way to make it happen.
1: Well, and all the but grit, it's, like he said... It's All the his athletes movie. were in the same way too, right? Like everybody's following around, like yeah, just trying to make it work.
0: It was his movie. It was his passion. I mean, him going, you know, city to city, promoting the film across the country, the grind, the hustle that was required. Now again, too, it's it, his name was on the film. So obviously there is that skin in the game, that, more that stronger passion because it is your baby. It's your film. It's yeah. your name on there. When outside, just be like, yeah, eh. Let's just go find some old footage and make a. New. They're, they're right. It's just a thing you bought. It's like imagine if you know when you go to Costco and you buy like a variety pack of chips, and you're like, ooh, Fritos. These are great. Ruffles. And eh, who cares about the Ruffles? That that almost feels like the way they're treating the warren miller franchise at outside yeah, you wonder, it's just like that, yeah. eh. it's a thing we have eh.
1: right this is one of the things one of the many things we have we're not going to focus on it mm-hmm. chuck it to the side yeah i mean i almost it would have been nice if you think about it to say hey let's just get a tiny small crew of few people let them go put together a movie out of something go interview yeah. people film don't film professional athletes film regular people out there That'd be kind of fun,
0: right? Yeah. Just like wow. oh man, I saw like an epic crash on the chairlift today. Just Did you go you, to yeah. you go to the green the green <laughs> where the chairlift is by a couple of green hills. You just put the camera there for a couple hours and you'll have gold. You'll have at least an hour of footage. That's right that's a
1: Warren Miller. And that was like well, that's you what he used
0: takes. Always used to have those takes, you know, it was always I yeah. mean I don't know. You, you could go either way with laughing at people. I think we just got to start laughing at each other a little bit more instead of being so sensitive and so upset about Dude, everything all the time.
1: I am literally concerned about people when I see them crash, but I laugh my ass off. I don't know why. It looks like, well, look then they slipped and fell. like, if it's funny, you know, sometimes if it's, you know, not funny, it's. but sometimes they hit you just like watching somebody slip on ice. Like, yeah. it's just funny. I, I don't know what it is.
0: What's Far- like? The- the old Warren Miller ones with him making the smart ass comments and people are yeah. falling and stuff like that's Oh, the skis, go get your skis. Yeah. Like, go get them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's again, that, that ever since, you know, he stopped doing the narration, there was a bit of that that was always missing. Yeah. Right. And that was always kind of a bummer. And Mosley's he's done a great job, but it's, it's definitely different. And I know when I watch the movies, maybe I'm just getting jaded, but you watch it and it's like, product placement, product placement. But you read an article like this and you're like, well, this is really what's paying for That's the movie. what's paying for it. And yep. I mean, could you do it if he didn't have that? I mean, hey, man, we're on Patreon. We know how hard it is for, for people to to get people to give you money.
1: Just try and to make, make, a, if, make a buck.
0: And if they did it that way, you know, like, could they do it that way? Who knows? Imagine if it was a completely crowdsourced film. Yeah. Now, one thing that's interesting, like I don't know if you follow any of this, like Chat GPT and some of like the AI they're doing now with with the voices and voiceovers. There's a video clip of Morgan Freeman, and then this guy below him saying something, and the AI Morgan Freeman is saying the exact same thing this guy's saying it in Morgan Freeman's voice. It's wow. really, it's really creepy. It's really incredible. Uh, what if, with all the Warren Miller footage, they can create like an AI Warren Miller and he's going to be the one narrating the new movie? That would be cool. I mean, think of that. I mean, better what, than 19- the
1: outerverse,
0: right? Way better than the outerverse. <laughs> so, what from 1950 to 2004? I mean, is that the amount of Warren Miller content we have at uh, a minimum? These-
1: There's a lot, it seems, out there. There's
0: a ton. So if we plug all that into uh, some sort of AI engine and we're able to have a whole new archive of Warren Miller, maybe we can have AI Warren Miller voicing over the movies going forward. That would be cool. Right?
1: Even if they write content and have the voice that sounds like Warren Miller just say it, that would be kind of cool.
0: right? We can pretty much have him doing it. Yeah. You know, and again, you have so many other ski films and franchises, you know, TGR, MSP, Tanner Hall, like so many others. They're doing great stuff, but there's just something about the OG. There's something charming. And, and, you know, we've talked about it on here. Like, what's the point of even a ski movie anymore? Yeah. Is it, is it, you know, we've all seen Corbett's, you know, we've all seen Chamonix, we've you know we've all seen these places but it's the storytelling that right. to me I think separates just like ski porn and a great ski movie. Like I love yeah. the story. I love you know that's why I love what our friends the albas are doing. You know, yeah, those movies are
1: cool. The little shorts.
0: They're creating their little short family adventures. You know, there's like an actual real story. They're real people they're talking to, people from the mountain, friends they're skiing with. Like something about that is is really important and really charming. And I think really brings people in and makes them feel like they're part of it. Right. Because again, the Hellies and Haynes, so cool to watch. But over and over again, you're like, I'm probably not going to do that. Like, this is, it's, It's cool as little kids seeing to go. Oh, that's possible. It's amazing, but unrelatable a little bit, right? Bingo. (laughs) Yeah, it's like hearing a guy talk about his Bentley. You're like, that's cool, but like, it's not. It's nothing. I'm gonna.
1: I get you on owning a car, but not a Bentley. (laughs) Yeah, right. I don't get the nuance of owning a Bentley. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, has not rubbed off on me yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's a bummer. I mean, maybe somehow Outdoor will pull a rabbit out of their hat and make something absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go it's betting business, my life savings man. on that.
1: Yeah. It's tough business. I, I mean, when I worked for a publisher, it was, you know, every, every few months they start talking about selling stuff, you know, or, or we're not doing as great as we, we could have. And yeah, it will be interesting to see what goes on with this and where, where that leads. I mean, cause at some point then they start have to start looking at, well, if we can't really maintain this, why not sell it off? Right, yeah. Maybe Elon Musk will buy it.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the? It's a default for everything now, and anything's going to sell. You're like, maybe Elon will buy it, right? Maybe Jeff Bezos will buy it, and then he'll eat it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like Tesla's up thirty bucks last week. He made a couple billion dollars. Like he's got some money again. But we're miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. Uh, like, imagine if if they they someone did buy it or they sold it off and you gave it to a bunch of like twenty year old aspiring skiers, boarders, and filmmakers. Mm. You know, like taking it to the next level. Like I mean rebooting it in that way. Like well, would, that dead dead dead. would that be good? Would that be blasphemy? You know, like that's cause you know what? With something like this, people are never gonna you're never gonna make people happy. It's like when there's like a new Star Wars movie. You're like some people think it's amazing. Most people think it sucks. Right. That's like that's the conundrum of having a brand that's so recognizable and people are so attached to. Like, how do you when the original it's a passionate brand? That's, yeah, when the original creator of it is gone. Yeah. How can you? How can it ever live up to what it was?
1: Well, I guess also the sour grapes is wait a minute, Warren just died. We were looking forward to what, what was going to be there after his passing, right? And now there's nothing. And it's a little kind of disturbing. You're like, well, he died, that, so it's not going to live on, right? Kind of, you start asking that question. Yeah. You know, the Warren Miller film is important.
0: Yeah. And, and again, like, <laughs> does outdoor care care? about skiing that much? Do they care about the Warren Miller brand? I yeah. mean, how many different periodicals do they have now? I mean, they have, when they made that purchase, it wasn't like 10 or 15 different publications.
1: Yeah, they, had a, they had a bunch of them. Um, yeah.
0: You know, it's like, like backpacker and Peloton and all these like, you know, very niche specific. Outdoorish brands. Right which once you get into a recession and you have high inflation, like we have now, what's the first thing people bail out on expensive hobbies. Right. So now you're in a real conundrum because you just blew a ton of money on that stupid NFT project. You've already had to lay off a ton of people. Now you have all these disparate brands that again, I know the first thing when I can't pay my, important bills like the mortgage and heat and to go skiing. The first thing I start dropping is subscription services. Right. It's like, do I really need HBO? I don't know. It's all a bunch of crap anyway. Do I need Netflix? Like those are the things you look to cancel. Yeah. Same with these magazines. Yep. So, uh, and their whole model, man, I I don't know how they're, how they're even staying afloat these days.
1: I don't know. They got magazines. They got, some brands that they could leverage and do some really cool stuff with, but, um,
0: they got to going only fans. Yeah.
1: You know, they got to find a way to make it not just about a magazine, right? So for example, when I was at time fortune, they were, they did sell, but they weren't, they were doing really well. Not, not for really the magazine, but for the events that they had. So they had really cool events that they would host and make a ton of money off of that. It was kind yeah. of,
0: Yeah. I I mean, look at us, like we're trying to figure out ways to make money to keep this thing, make this sustainable, because right now it's not right now it's just a passion project. And, you know, I look at all the different I, I read so many articles every week about how independent folks make money. And there's some really clever ways. And there's a lot of really shady ways. Right. And I can't imagine having, you know, Tens of of hundreds of people that you have to employ for your brand and the things you have to do. I mean, go to any even news website now, newspapers. A lot of them have paywalls and a lot of them are just inundated with garbage ads like all those. So and so, like, can you believe what so and so looks like now? Like, what Winnie Cooper looks like, or oh, yeah. Topanga looks like? It's all just there's so much just crap. Okay. But you know what? It's like these periodicals have to do that because just I think about like the Denver Post. I subscribe. Well, I don't even subscribe to it. I get their news, their email every day, and a lot of the best articles are ones like, "Hey, only subscribers can read this," right. and they'll have deals like, "Hey, it's a cent a day for six months." Right and then it's you know whatever the the full price is after that and i'm like mm, i'm not going to pay it but then <laughs> i think about like the denver post imagine if i walked into 711 and i just took a copy of the denver post and walked out the door walk right out that's really what you're doing by not paying and just getting the free information yeah it's just how do you make the model work yeah yeah. It's, it's, well, I think you no, I don't have an up. answer.
1: Well, I think you got to pair it up. That that like that's what I've seen like when I was working for publishers, magazines that had stuff outside of the magazine are successful because you're doing multiple type of engagement with that person and it's not just a the magazine they're reading, now it's a brand that they're interacting with and you're getting more of a a full interactive experience with that person. You know, like they read your magazine, but then they go to an event. The event's branded with with your brand. You know, yeah. look at Red Bull. Why do you why do you drink Red Bull? Is it always <laughs> because of the taste? No, you're like, you I know sleep for two days. I saw a ton of Red Bull ads because I watched this really cool event. They sponsor this thing. Like, and then you, yeah, I'll drink a Red Bull and you know, vodka out or you know, just Red Bull once in a while, kind of thing. So,
0: yeah, Red Bull is they're they're probably the the one that's doing it. The best of yeah. any of the newer media companies versus yeah. the traditional ones, well, you mentioned, yeah, you worked for time back in the day. You look at what yeah. life had, like life yeah. magazine, the photography, and somehow they pissed that away.
1: Well, the funniest part was back when they like way back, everybody had their own staff writers and staff photographers, so when they would create that content or take those photos, they would own that content because the person was uh, was working for them now everything is freelance so you never usually never buy something you're kind of buying the right to use it and every time you use it you still have to pay royalties so what used to be the price of having a st- a few staff photographers and and uh, staff writers on you know do the work for you um, and then you own these pictures th- th- those are easy because you know, there's no extra charge, like cost, like it's all baked into just running your magazine so they could put together really cool stuff. And, you know, it was, it was easy. It was cheap. Now they go to do the same thing and it's just, it costs them so much to produce a magazine. Now they need more advertisers to cover the cost because they're not making the profit on the article and the, and the images anymore.
0: Yeah, it was cheap at first. Like, oh, we'll just use freelancers. We don't have to pay for their health benefits and blah, 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 and give them a desk. And they thought they were so smart. And then it ended up just completely biting them in the ass.
1: That's what's killing the magazines and newspapers.
0: But all the executives, they're all making tons of money off of it. Oh, yeah. Somehow.
1: You know, it's, it just pisses me off when you buy a newspaper, like a physical newspaper, you start looking at all the articles and ads, 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 ads. Well, it's all ads. And then every article associated press, (laughs) you know, it's like, well, I could have gotten this on the internet because they put all their stuff out there.
0: Why am I buying your paper? Right. What what, what value are you providing?
1: Yeah. Like they've done nothing. They just, they leased it from associated press and are reselling it. Yeah. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with with Warren's legacy. I mean, it's it is really unfortunate. There's been so many great films. You know, they're not all they're not all the best. Some aren't as good as the others. That's just part of life, though. But the fact it that they fun. existed, you yeah. know. Like, and you mentioned events. The fact that you go to a Warren Miller event, just the going, the the seeing folks that you've seen every year, the high fives, especially with COVID, uh, man. When as soon as they got it back into the theater, like that was so much fun yeah. to go and see them. And to now, I mean, I guess there'll be some kind of movie. And I'm sure a lot of the people who went last year will still go again this year. But what will it do to the brand? Because they're going to keep the 75th anniversary next year. If they fuck this up, how many people are going to want to go back for the 75th?
1: It's going to be speculative. Let's put it that way.
0: It's going to be speculative. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes and it's definitely a shame but again outdoor they you know you can only prioritize so many things and they prioritized that stupid ass NFT project and they kind of got what they deserved mm. yeah. but who loses out the skiers and snowboarders who loved Warren Miller movies
1: yeah that's kind of both like yeah, is that how it
0: always it. works though
1: I'm hating that they, they're doing that but
0: but is that how it always works
1: it is you know, uh, something really good comes along, and somebody wants to take it and ruin it,
0: <laughs> make money off of it, extract everything from it, kill the and goose, yeah, rip their spine and soul out. Maybe we should be, we should start making films. We should. I think that's the move. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah,
1: not on OnlyFans, but you know, maybe I, that too.
0: But I think just like. Some sort of like, like a like a wacky slapstick smart ass ski comedy. I think we need to almost bring back that 80s kind of vibe of ski movies.
1: Like a dumb and dumber, but with real life dumb and dumber.
0: Well, you know, like you know, like hot dog ish, ski school, like there was hot tub time machine, like those kind of vibe movies. Yeah. We need to make small, independent ski comedies.
1: Indie indie ski comedies, indie right? ski comedy shorts. It's comedy. Go. It's comedy. It's comedy. And then we'll get the little lore release. We'll say best movie by Mario and Brian for <laughs>
0: <laughs> We'll have like our <laughs> own little we awards carry. we carry around.
1: Exactly. We, you know, we create create other organizations that give us awards. Isn't top- that how
0: like Ben Affleck and uh Matt Damon started out? Like just
1: create credentials. Just
0: a couple of you know dudes just making movies and then they oh, got yeah. famous. They got famous, they hit it big. Kevin Smith with clerks. Yeah, I mean, I live. It. I'm three miles from Quick Stop.
1: Yeah,
0: it's so funny, funny how like that. It's it's exactly the same as it is in the movies. Not
1: changing. They're going to keep it historic, historical, right? It's Just still
0: about. it's still the same. They sell so much like Jay and Silent Bob like paraphernalia. Oh, do they? Because they're not. They can't sell weed there, but they sell like all the like weed adjacent stuff. Nice. You know, like all like bongs those, and stuff, like, papers and bongs and pipes and all kinds of crap. Yeah, uh, it's pretty that's funny. funny so. Yeah. Speaking place is great, get... it's, it's absolutely... like Seriously, you feel like you're in the movie when you walk in there.
1: Oh, that's funny. That's great yeah. to do. It's pretty a nice cool. preserve,
0: right? Yep. And they have a podcast studio next to it, too.
1: Like Kevin, oh, nice.
0: What was RST Video? In yeah. The original ones. Uh, Kevin Smith, I guess, bought it up, and he, he made it like a podcast studio. Oh, nice. You can rent out, and you can do parties and stuff there. It's pretty cool. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, so I'm in the market for a new bong, so I'm going to just try to
0: <laughs> get the volcano, man. Get the vaporizer. I'm going to
1: get the volcano I looked at. It's just damn expensive. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, I want to get like a nice big giant one. Just put that on my kitchen table. And just like, you lost is your it.
0: camera. Is that on purpose? Oh, no. What happened? You got vaporized.
1: I got, I got vaporized. I Hold heard on. you
0: click something.
1: Oh, this thing pulled out.
0: Uh-oh, it's kicking in, man.
1: There we go. A couple
0: too many drops. Too many drops. You got dropped.
1: Dropped with the drops. All right, camera is back. There we go.
0: Back in the game. It. There he is. There I am. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll pull something off. Maybe they yeah. won't. We'll wait and see. That's... Seems to be the world we're in these days. Yeah. See what happens. It is. So, we're going to stay positive. Maybe we'll start making our films. That's all we got this week. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, SkiBumPodcast.com. If you want to support our potential move to making films, Patreon.com slash SkiBumPodcast. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. Send us an email, SkiBumPodcast at gmail.com. Do you want to be partners with us in some sort of ski filmage hit us up also go to the socials twitter instagram facebook untapped youtube at ski bomb podcast thank you so much for listening we do appreciate it talk to you guys next week
1: stay high stay fluid. see you